Hello everyone, Anne Cross here in the urban yurt in East London. Excited to be here with my regular podcast, Conversations of Spirituality in the Urban Yurt, where I invite guests into the yurt to have conversations with me on matters of the heart. We hear so much these days about our society becoming less religious and the statistics certainly prove that with more and more people actually self-defining as the religious nuns. But my experience is actually that people are no less spiritual. In fact, they're taking responsibility for their own spirituality, for their own sense of that which is beyond the physical realm. Um, Sometimes remaining within a faith organisation, often not, but finding myriad ways to explore, to celebrate, to define their own spiritual path. So I'm really, really grateful to Hilary Norton for coming along today to have a conversation with me here in the yurt. Welcome, Hilary. Thank you. Thank you for your welcome. Thank you. So maybe um, we could just start our conversation maybe by perhaps you just saying a little bit about yourself, about your background, about your kind of faith upbringing. Where do you come from? I didn't come from a family that went to church. Mm. The children were encouraged to go to Sunday school. But my parents weren't particularly interested. And But when I was a teenager... I found a group of people, Baptists locally to where I was living, um, who made me very welcome and um, were very keen to have more young people. And so I started going along. They needed somebody to help teach Sunday school. So that was my first conscious connection with and voluntary connection with religion and I also found that that group of people made me gave me a great sense of belonging Mm. it wasn't just the people it was also the the religion it was a fairly evangelical religion and um, I liked the idea of a loving heavenly father Mm mm-hmm um, I, came, I came from a big family and there wasn't a lot of time um, and energy given to each one of us as individuals so it was nice for me to feel special in this group but also in that religion um, I felt that I had a loving Heavenly Father that um, that cared for me and I made a commitment when I was about 15 or 16 and um, in inverted commas gave my life to Jesus mm-hmm. and um, I got involved with the charismatic movement in the 70s and so looked for experiences of the Holy Spirit and I did have 
in that context quite a lot of experiences, spiritual experiences. And But the language that I would use to describe them now is very different to the language that I used then. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a Christian now, I feel that those were valid spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested that you, your parents weren't religious at all, but something drew you to the Baptist church. Was that a friend that drew you, or would you say that that was uh, the spirit that drew you? Were you just passing by one day? It's. It, I think I've got a sense of being on a spiritual journey, mm-hmm. and it's a sense of, that I've always had, for, for as long as I can remember thinking about it. And... I don't know whether that's because of my personality. I don't know what comes first. But I think I was looking for a sense of belonging as well because I was felt a bit alienated at home. Mm. And so it was a nice group of people, but also I had a lot of comfort in in what I believed. Mm. I did quite a lot of praying, Mm. Um, and I'm glad I did praying, because in those days I would pray to Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God the Father, but they're still valid prayers to whatever it is that's out there, Mm. Um, and I would pray for love and and pray that I would be a channel of love and that sort of thing so there was always something in me that wanted to connect with the other Mm. and in those days I called it God Jesus Holy Spirit now I just call it the other because I don't quite know what it is Mm -hmm. so then in your 20s you had some quite profound spiritual experiences yes within the context of the charismatic house church that I belong to, yes. Um, Being filled with the spirit and speaking in tongues and uh, that sort of thing, it was all part of the scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then the house church that we belong to was rocked by a a big division and when I was 28 there was a big parting of the waves and I started re-evaluating my own faith I'd gone into religion almost without using my head at all because I'd needed it I'd needed it for my own sanity safety comfort my it was my way of explaining the world Mm. and then i suddenly realized that other people had different frames of reference and it was a bit of a shock to realize that my way was only one way of thinking um and so I felt oh, very... That's not bad at 28, though. It's, sometimes it takes us till we're 40 to... Oh, yeah. 
to work that out. Yeah. Well, I felt very young and ignorant because, you know, people these days seem to understand that so much younger people seem to understand that so much better it may be that I'm now living in a much more multicultural society yeah. so I, I do understand that you know, everybody's got their different path and mm. their different spiritual path and their different mm. spiritual walk um, and those days it was very uh, monocultural mm-hmm. in um, Kent but I think that was when I started growing up and I started realising that I needed to know who I really was because before that I had been I was trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be like a good Christian and, and so mm-hmm. on so so I started doing a lot of personal development work and that soon became personal development work plus exploring other ways of touching the other, the numinous. Um, so I explored. So was this was this on your own, or was this in a community? Because you you've you'd left the charismatic community that that had kind of parting of the waves you called that so this next phase was this very much on your own or was it part of a community it was on my own yeah mm-hmm. it was um yeah i bought lots of books and and started studying i also went through a rather turbulent time in my relationship because I think the Christianity had been papering over the cracks in my marriage and I'm, my, I'm, I feel really sorry that that happened sorry for my ex-husband particularly um, because it took him by surprise but for me I just realised I didn't want to spend my whole life with him and so I was starting to see the ways in which we were so different because I started looking with more mature eyes so so it was a it was a tempestuous time emotionally but I found comfort in a sense of being on a journey myself a personal mm. journey mm. so and your husband was Christian yes He'd become a Christian in order to be in a relationship with me because we were only 20 when we got married. Mm. We were so young. And I thought that, you know, wives follow their husbands anywhere and obey their husbands and it's because of the Christian influence. And I hadn't We just were both very young and we needed to do a lot more growing up and I think it was towards the end of my 20s I started realising that we were actually moving in pretty different directions. So, so you were exploring your spirituality kind of almost out of the Christian box. You were moving 
your journey was taking you someplace else. Yeah. He didn't stay as a Christian either. We, we left the house church and we started, we looked for another place to worship for a little while. But that's where, after that, we didn't find anywhere where we felt so comfortable. I mean, the house church is, is a lovely new age place mm. to be. And, um, yeah, um, we, it was then that we, it felt like we were on different, different paths. And, you know, he, when we got divorced, he joined the army. I mean, that's just not, so, so not me, you know. Gosh. I want to be more bohemian and... Yes. That's just a. He was going of, in completely the other direction. Yeah, it's just a. He. It's just an indication of how different we were. Mm. I'm very. I do honour him, mm. and I respect him enormously. Mm. He's a good man, very good man. Um, but I didn't want to spend all my time with him. Mm. It's hard. So yes, then I, I. I was by myself for the first time ever. Um, by myself with, your, with four children with young children <laughs> <laughs> yeah as by yourself as you can be with yeah. four children mm-hmm. yeah but yes I, then I, I sort of hurtled into an exploration of all sorts of um, spiritual expressions I got involved with some Buddhists Nisha and Shoshu Buddhists um, I went to learn about tarot over at the Anthro Anthropological Society. Yep, <laughs> that place. And um, I went to weekends with the humanistic psychologists. And um, so lots of little bits and pieces here and there, and learning more about myself and um, learning more about different ways of touching. The other, the numinous. Mm-hmm. So you didn't become a Buddhist or beca- join an, any other religion. You were kind of stepping into these different places in order to learn more about yourself personally. Yeah. I. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. My interpretation of that is knowledge of the self knowledge of the I is the way the truth and the life so if you know yourself you can then lose yourself in service and you know you can yeah knowing yourself is is absolutely crucial I am who I am Mm. Yeah. So this was this was the time of your life where you were just tapping in here and tapping in there and just learning more and more about yourself. And were you accompanied at this time in this journey? Or oh, this was a very solitary journey? Yeah. No, I wasn't accompanied. Mm. I wrote a journal all the time. Um, I got to know a few people because I'd go regularly to certain groups. I went to um, 
the National Federation of Spiritual Healers had a group meeting over at King's Cross I went to for a long time and I um, I had a, a friend who died the partner I was with at that time died and that hurtled me into um, a deeper explanation, exploration of of death it was it was um, a shocking time because he was only 40 and um, distressing but you know this a near-death experience whether it's yours or somebody that you love can be such an eye-opener and such a time of growth so I had to I mean I hope now that I live my life as if I could as if I could die tomorrow um, I hope that every moment is important um, so that that was oh, I went to a medium a few times as well um, that gave me another insight into what people believe about life after death and, and so on um, but then I funnily enough started going to my local church and I'm not I think it's because I started singing in the choir and I think it's a long time ago now but I think it was the that I think that was the reason I thought oh well you know perhaps I'll go along on a Sunday from time to time so I did go along to my local church but I also went to St James's Church in Piccadilly where I'd been going to their alternatives lectures anyway on a Monday night and I found out about the Association for Creation Spirituality which is now called Green Spirit mm. and this was at the end of the 80s and the beginning of the 90s um, Matthew Fox had been over at the end of the 80s and the Association for Creation Spirituality had sprung up as a response to his prophetic um, call to us to celebrate our original blessing and not our original sin and um, to celebrate and honour our relationship with the earth. And so from about 1980, 1990 the early 90s I've been more and more involved with Green Spirit and it feels like home because we honour and respect the, the story of our incredible universe the unfolding universe the fact that we are made of stardust the fact that we are interdependent, the fact that um, everything that existed at that moment exists now. Um, the water in my body was created at the Big Bang. Um, so my relationship with the Earth is, is really important to me. Um, So, um, yes, in about the mid-90s, I was part of Green Spirit and, um, and then we started up a local group 
and um, started meeting. Can I, just hearing you talk about um, everything that you are was here at the Big Bang mm. and it just, I just pose a question about, you said that you'd, um, when your partner died, you started asking questions about death. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to know whether this creation of spirituality answered some of your questions around death and how that links with the understanding that we are all here from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think I believe in in energy. You don't ever lose energy. It just changes its form. And the energy that is a body, when it's put into the earth, becomes part of the earth. And it gives nutrition to the earth, nutrients. And um, I... I feel comfortable with that. However, I do feel I had some very strong experiences when he died, um, sometimes with a medium, sometimes just by myself, that make me think that there is something after death. And I'd never tell anybody that there was, definitely, categorically. I'd only say, I could only say I, I quite hope that there is. Um, but I, I don't know what happens to our spirit or our soul when we die um, I just like to think we go on in some way and perhaps that bit which is our soul becomes reborn but certainly our bodies feed the earth mm can't say more than that really mm -hmm. but the the searching around that that you were looking for has somehow you've fa somehow found some answers that seem to have coalesced in the green spirit organization mm. yes because i suppose it's incredibly pragmatic with you know we are creatures of this earth and um, if it's true that the earth is alive and is our mother um, then honouring the earth seems to be absolutely essential and so we can honour the earth in rituals and um, in pilgrimage and um, the way we look after our own little pieces of the earth but also um, we um, need to realize that it, the earth is our only home it is our only home it's absolutely we need to practically look after the earth mm -hmm. as well as you know with our devotions but we actually need to live sustainably. Mm. Mm. So, could you say a little bit more about Green Spirit? Um, green 
spirit, a creation spirituality. Mm. So it is, as, as you're saying, it is about recognizing the earth and all, all its. I'm saying the earth. I guess I mean the universe, mm. the cosmos, mm. our whole physical environment. Mm. But recognizing that there is a a spirituality to that physical environment that. Mm. And so Green Spirit is about campaigning, it is about mm. celebrating, it is about ritual. Mm. When the Association for Creation Spirituality started in the 90s, there was more of an emphasis on formal religion and the people involved were quite often coming out of formal religion and feeling a bit wounded by it because, for instance, they hadn't been honoured as feminine, female. The goddess had never been mentioned. Um, it felt like it was yet another example of patriarchy. And so the people involved in Green Spirit were looking for something to expand their understanding of religion and but it changed, Green Spirit changed towards the um, the end of that decade and became, we, we changed our name to Green Spirit. And, um, and I think the focus has been a little bit more on the scientific story of evolution and the unfolding universe. It doesn't, and that, that doesn't, push out any of our other spiritual beliefs I think you can be you can have other um, beliefs you can be a Buddhist you could be a Quaker you can be a Christian mm. and still honor that incredible story and um, I think green spirit became probably a bit more activist in those days in 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 a, a bit like Greenpeace is activist and Friends of the Earth are activist but Green, Green Spirit also has that element of devotion to the earth where um, in, in the same Tom, Thomas Berry is one of our sort of prophets as it were mm-hmm. um, he talks about being in love with the earth and Brian Swim and um, others um, so from our relationship with the earth from our love of the earth we care for the earth so I mean that's one reason why one of the things that I organise regularly is, is a walking break where we just go out and we walk we walk in some of the beautiful places of the of the country we don't go abroad and um, do a little bit of devotional work but just honouring the beauty of this place. and um, So a lot of Green Spirit groups will honour the changing seasons, the solstices and the equinoxes and the, um, and the in-between festivals, Celtic festivals. Um, I say that because, you know, we are very much... We, we belong to the land that we're, we, we live in and we've got Celtic sort of roots so a lot of 
groups will honour the um, the festivals, the Celtic festivals, like Samhain and Lammas and, and so on. And um, brain switched off. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the the honouring of the earth and the way you might do that in celebrating festivals. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, nice. yes, and groups will also join in the climate climate change march and and right. um, so activism and, alongside yes, the that's right. And there are quite a lot of green spirits that are involved in anti fracking protests and so on. Um, so it's I like to think that we are shoulder to shoulder with Greenpeace and Friends of the Earth although Green Spirit's quite a small charity but um, you know we're doing our bit as well So would you say you've come home in 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 settling into Green Spirit I know you're very involved you've just organised a conference this last or helped organise a conference this last weekend is this would you describe it as your spiritual home or would you maybe say that you are a independent being who's still searching in other places or how would you how would you see the organization um both i feel that i'm on a spiritual journey Mm. i love having a group of people that i belong to and that belong to me and we work together um I like I like organizing events and um, hoping oh I'm always hoping to I want other people to fall in love with the earth mm. so if I can if I can make that happen um, but at the same time I'm definitely on a a spiritual journey myself mm. and that seems to be a little bit more independent it's a bit more um, it feeds into Queen Spirit but um, yeah I definitely feel that that is the most important thing in my life my own spiritual journey and in fact my local group is more important than my than being part of the national Green Spirit group because I think we influence the people that we are close to geographically so my first I influence my family first of all that's my sphere of influence and then my work colleagues and my neighbours and then people in a local Green Spirit group and people in the neighbourhood. So I, um, so it's really important that my roots, are, I am rooted mm. in my, in the earth and in my own journey, on my own journey, really. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> so 
sound a bit garbled actually no it doesn't sound garbled at all it's beautiful and and you know as you're speaking and your your hands moving round in circles um to to kind of describe how your sphere of influence kind of moves out i mean i know i've been along to your green spirit gatherings to celebrate the solstices um and they're so beautiful and they seem to be growing so there is there is something that you're that you're doing that is attracting people to these to these beautiful celebrations um, and yeah I hear you um, keeping grounded in your own mm. spirituality mm. Is, is so important and of course you've got a community of people who are as you say you know coming from other faith traditions maybe as well mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah being mm. alongside them you mentioned earlier in our conversation that you've got four children and you've got grandchildren I'm interested to know what you've passed on to them with regard to faith and spirituality. Um, is it something that you've encouraged them to join you on your journey or have they, have they kind of moved into other directions? Where are they up to? I think when they were younger they all thought mummy was a bit odd. Um, a bit weird, you know, she burns joysticks and things like that. Um, but actually, I think secretly they were quite proud. And um, they're all different, my children, but they've... Um, I've always spoken to them about tapping into their inner wisdom. And that doesn't have to be sort of related to any religion or, or a spiritual journey or anything. But I've always encourage them to sit quietly and think about things and know that they have that wisdom within them and I think they are all on the way to sort of having a quite a sense of that of being on a journey and my number one son has had quite a lot of problems and he's um, come along with us to one or two of the Green Spirit events and he's um, he's he's met himself and I think he's definitely found Green Spirit events anyway to be quite nurturing um, because we have such a focus on being in nature and um, be feeling part of the earth. Mm. Mm. So you've they've obviously been obviously around you as you've explored your spiritual journey your yeah. faith path yeah but you've given them a real sense of uh, their wisdom is within themselves and yes. they can um, yeah they can they can discover their own yeah path oh, i think that's the first thing of self-discovery is being able to reflect upon your own life and i hope that just by selling them that that wisdom is inside them that they've they've realized they need to just reflect a bit mm-hmm. and it's so gorgeous to hear your grandson in the background, gurgling away. With Lucas, yeah. Mm. Lovely to have him with us. Mm. Um, it's been such a great conversation, Hilary. Thank you so much for coming along. Just as a final question, I'd just like to ask, um, and I think, I think you've kind of answered this through the conversation, but what gives you hope in this chaotic, difficult times? What, um, what would you say gives you hope I think we need to know ourselves and we need to find our own 
journey and our own sense of self. And I think that the more of us that can do that, the more hope we have. So we need to believe that our we that we have the wisdom and the energy to change things. So we need to tap into the energy of the universe and understand what our own spheres of influence are and generate as much love as we can within our own spheres of influence. Love, understanding, connection. And so it's bound to have a knock-on effect to the people that are around us. And we can only help hope that and pray for our own leaders, for the leaders of the, the countries, because they need that wisdom as well. So we, yeah, it's, it's, it's to do with knowing yourself and knowing that we've got support from the universe. Yeah, and I, I just it's just come to me that I would like to thank you for the for the work that you do with Green Spirit um, and the, and certainly the the spaces that you hold in Newham that allow people to kind of step out of their lives for a short time and yeah celebrate the gifts of the universe and find that support in a local group. Yes. Yeah, well, I really enjoy meeting together with people. And, you know, people have got that. They, they do want to celebrate nature and the cycles of the seasons and and the different seasons. And they want to celebrate the, the solstices and the equinoxes and, and so on. Mm, they do. And they're, they're such lovely gatherings. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation. It's been really good to have you with us in the yurt today. I'm really grateful. Thank it's you. a pleasure. Thanks, Anne. Thanks. It's, it's lovely. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, thank you to Hilary Norton for a delightful conversation. Um, yeah, and particularly important, I think, to hear about the work that she does with Green Spirit. Um, what a great organisation, that combination of celebrating the sacredness of the earth combined with activism around climate change, which just seems so important as more and more scientists are coming forward and warning us of the cataclysmic horrors of what is to come if we don't take drastic action really soon. Um, and lovely, as I was listening to that back just now, to hear Luca in the background um, maybe losing a little bit of patience with our conversation, but uh, just giving us long enough to finish off. Perhaps knowing that um, these things are just so important to him in his lifetime, um, that certainly in his lifetime, if we don't do something now about climate change, um, he is going to live through some pretty torrid times um, yeah so do check out green spirit um, if you're interested um, you'll find it on greenspirit.org.uk and then if you click on local groups you'll find the group that Hillary is particularly involved in which is the East London group 
um, and I'll put a link on my website and on the um, on the podcast app as well, so that you can um, you can check that out. Thank you for listening to our conversation today. It's good to have you um, have you listening. Otherwise, what would be the point? Um, and yeah, please do subscribe to the podcast so that you'll be alerted of future um, future conversations coming up. Thanks very much for being here today and uh, look forward to being with you next time. Thanks very much. Bye.